For some of you, it's your first time. For others, it is not. But for today, I would like to welcome you all to Epic Realms. and gentlemen welcome to epic realms i am your host nick and with me today we have actor musician audiobook narrator which is kind of the same i mean it's voice acting but you know i, I want to differentiate yeah. them well I'll, I'll mention my thoughts on the differences later but with us today is Jarrett lamaster how are you doing welcome hey i'm so happy to be here this is going to be a lot of fun i'm this i'm doing really well we're uh we're, yeah. for those listening to the podcast we're also live streaming and there is uh some band practice going on so jared's in yeah. his tool shed and uh yeah i'm like man i wish i had that many tools yeah. um so sorry yeah i know i wish i this is i it's funny because i do a lot of things mm -hmm. but my this is my like space for zen nice <laughs> you know, like so i do the audiobooks we do all that stuff but I come out here and I build things in the garage. That's what I do. You know, I, so. I, I also enjoy to build things. I can't say I'm oh, good no. at it and I don't have the tools for it. And sometimes I put stuff off, but, uh, yeah. and even if they turn out horrible when they're done, I'm still yeah. like, that's really cool. I can't wait to use this. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait to build. I can't wait to use my thing. I know right. there's nothing better than building something and then kind of just sitting on it or using it. I don't know. It feels good. Yeah, feels good, it definitely man. does. You, you, yeah. You've done so many audiobooks, uh, yeah, and, and you know acting as well. Um, sure. Whether it's the Alexander King series, the Sinking Man series by Justin yeah. Leslie, who we had on before you got into the professional business, what were you like in school? Were you did were you acting in school? Were you uh, doing performing and and audio stuff in school as well? Yeah, so I never did audio stuff, but I did act in school, and I ended up I was in theater, so okay. I was a theater kid. That's kind of where I cut my teeth. I did it in high school. I was in high school. I was a lot of things. I was like a, an athlete. So I played baseball. I played football. I was, you know, I would go from football practice to building the set for the Shakespeare show we were doing to doing the Shakespeare rehearsal. And then like, so I never really did any homework. <laughs> so, right. So the next day I would just have to do it all over again. It was just an insane schedule. And um, so I did a lot of things. And then when I got to college, I kind of just cut out everything but theater. And so I ended up focusing on theater and doing that all, the whole time. And it was great. Uh, it was a lot of fun. That led to a theater company outside of school, which was really cool. We ended up having a, I was in this theater company called the Actors Co-op in Hollywood because I had moved out here to go to school. And then I wanted to kind of stay and be an actor. And so I was in this theater company called the Actors Co-op, and we used to we did shows. I did shows for about four years there, and then I moved over. I started doing work at the Mark Taper Forum, which is like kind of like if you're in LA, it's like where you're gonna. I don't know. It's a it's a good theater in LA, and so it was a great place to work, and it, it was super fun. Had a great time, and um, and then did movies and you know some TV. I not not really a lot of TV, but I did I did some movies and film and. And that kind of stuff did some westerns, which we we're not going to talk about. <laughs> oh, we aren't. Oh man, let me, no, let no, me, we can't. Let we me can't. cross that off. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, and then, gosh, uh, yeah. So it, it all kind of has evolved, like like in, in different ways, kind of going from one thing to the next. Um, but I was always kind of good at voices, you know, like that was kind of my thing. So through that theater company, I ended up getting into. Uh, ADR voiceover looping, like voice replacement for actors when, you know, somebody's working in Mumbai or something and, you know, like, you know, what is his name? Who was it? Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio or something is working in Mumbai. So they need somebody that can match his voice to come in and do a line or two or like do a bunch of lines. We need to add lines for Vincent D'Onofrio in this and we can't get him because he's in Africa. And so I'll come in and impersonate Vincent D'Onofrio or 
um, whoever, like, you know, I did Hayden Christensen one time and Michael Pena one time. And like, there's all these, you know, actors. Let's see, I did Malcolm McDowell one time, which was a lot of fun because he's got this super low gravelly voice. And, mm-hmm. and so anyway, so we had, it was, it was crazy. So it, it's been nuts over the years. I, I get to go downtown and do that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, that was kind of did a lot of voiceovers and worked on a lot of TV shows, a lot of Hallmark shows and, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. That's, how, and then I got into audiobooks obviously right. later. How, uh, but, um, so did you end up getting a degree in college when you were I there? Did, did you yes. end up just being like, I'm the acting thing is going so well, I'm, I'm done. How did that work? Well, out? I didn't, I didn't study that much in college again. Like I was constantly like <laughs> constantly doing shows. And right. Stuff. But, but it was funny because after, I mean, my senior year, I got into the actor's co-op downtown. So I was driving from where we were in Azusa all the way down uh, to Hollywood, like every night of the week, like five, six nights a week. And it was just nuts. Like it was a crazy commute. And so I eventually did get my degree in communications, <laughs> but um, not a great GPA. And then I, went, I did end up, I did go back to school for leadership to get my master's later on. Uh, which was uh, a good job. It was it was a good thing, and I did better then because I was you know your adult motivation. Like you have a whole different motive when you're an adult going to school than and when you're paying for it. I think right. that's the other thing. Yeah. And so, and you've got kids, and you've got a responsibility, and you need the information. So I kind of went. I, I studied, and it was a lot better the second time around. But um, yeah, so I did get. I ended up getting that communications yeah. degree, which was. It was good. And I used it. I mean, it was good right out of college. You know, I, was in I, I yeah. have a communication degree and there's, yeah. so, sorry, com- I would get yelled at if I said communication, communications, no communication <laughs> degree. Um, That's not, right over my That's head. That's right. And there are so many times where the stuff I've learned in there, it's like, I would have never noticed this, you know, between an interaction with people or, or yeah. anything like that, or just, you know, how people perceive each other. And the degree is yeah. definitely well well worth it and you know i can imagine in your business that that there's probably a ton of places where you apply stuff you've learned yeah you know it's interesting i i made the mistake this is funny because when i i did my first show at the mark taper forum i i was like in this show and you have to do a bio and so one of my theater professors that was part of the communication degree came and in the bio i had said i just got a communication degree that i'm not using you know, because I'm in the theater, and she was so offended. Like, right, she was like right. you are using your communication degree. Of course you are. And so, like, you know, in theater, obviously, it's about communication. The whole thing is about communication. Right. And so, everything I do is about communication. It's about getting messages across clearly, and people receiving messages, and all the things that you study in school. So, I mean, it's a useful degree, and I, I. I kind of was humbled by that. I was like, she definitely like slapped me. She's like, how dare, how dare you? I was going to say, I think I you see know? a handprint on your face right there. Yeah, I think it's still, it's still there. <laughs> it's still there. And that was Monica Gannis. She was like my favorite professor in school and she's still amazing. Anyway, all that stuff. Was it hard yeah, working it was, your way from there to work into, you know, from stage to work into film and TV? Was that easy? Did you have to start like, I've got a little tiny small role and, you know, until you got yeah. your, you know, some of your bigger roles. Yeah. So it's weird because the bigger roles I've gotten, I kind of created myself. Um, And so I feel like that's kind of the way it is in Hollywood too, especially for people that aren't, you know, like super good looking or whatever, you know, like there's, there's like people that win the gene pool, you know, they're like, I win, you know, and all of a sudden they're a famous actor. They didn't have to do anything to get there. Right. And they're like, I have the best work ethic ever, you know? And it's like, yeah, you're working 80 hours a week because you have these gigs and that's fine. But the reason why you're there is because you're good looking. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Right. And then you can, and I think anyone can kind of grow into probably most people can grow to be better actors than they are. They can all improve. Right. And so, you know, so if you're just like kind of a normal looking person and you have like, cause Hollywood is a lot about surface stuff, but it's not the work, the theater and all that stuff isn't about the surface stuff. It's about the creation and about these things. And so, I don't know. I kind of, I had to create, so I had smaller parts and then in the theater, I got bigger parts. Uh, I got some good parts in TV or in, in film, uh, through other things and through other connections. Okay. Um, but it wasn't, uh, not like the leads and the things that I've done have always been 
I guess it's been stuff that I've created. I like it's been stuff I've produced or like like the you know, Western. Like well, the actually I wasn't pretty. I didn't produce that, and that was that's actually a weird because that was the, kinda, that was Bounty, right? That's what I saw. Is yeah. that the name of it? <laughs> See, I I do my yeah. I do my research. Yeah, Bounty. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, and I. I <laughs> You don't have to watch that movie. I, I'm, <laughs> I, you know, you know, it, it, that was a weird thing. I, it was a weird movie, and I, it was, it was a fun movie to be part of because I got to start, I got to, you know, start bar fights and gunfights and ride horses, and I mean, it was awesome. Like it was, it was like a dream come true. Right. And my friend Jared, my friend Jared Eisen did a great job. He pulled it together. He was the first kid I knew at a college that actually made a feature film and. And he did a great job. Like he did, it was really fun. But I, I just didn't think I was cast well. And I kind of, I look back on it, and I'm like, I'm the lead guy in this thing, and you know, I was bald already, and 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 you can watch. I lost weight for the movie, and then as the, I was at the craft table for like the entire time we were shooting. So by the end of the film, I'm like 20 pounds heavier than when I started. I mean, it's now you're gonna want to watch it, which I shouldn't have said anything. I shouldn't say you shouldn't see it. Um, Everybody anyway. needs to go and get that download it and make it a bestseller overnight i don't oh, oh lord please no please god no <laughs> the next the, yeah the next pop culture hit <laughs> oh gosh yeah i don't know dude anyway so we had a it was a lot of fun but um gosh yeah it was i mean yeah i mean that one was kind of a random thing i got um i got there was this other one called they call him sasquatch and mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun too and i got to play this british like like british drummer that was looking for Bigfoot, really, really profound, you know, deep motives. Uh, yeah, it was right. a really, really, it was a dream role. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to deadpan my face. You know, I totally wanted to just, what do you mean? But no, that's, oh, yeah. that's it was, it was just so deep. Um, <laughs> actually, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was super fun to work with all those folks. My friend Dave Vengus, who's, uh, he, he's an AD for everybody. He like his olives he does all of Spielberg's movies. And, and so he's always, you know, doing Pirates of the Caribbean or he's doing Spielberg's movies or whatever. And, um, but he's the second AD. So he like, he basically runs all the, he does a lot of stuff. He runs the set, does a lot of the extras. And so he's been doing it for years and years and he decided to make his own film. So he invited me to be part of it, but it was, it was a lot of fun, you know, to basically, you know, basically be this guy the whole time and be looking for Sasquatch the whole time. And it's just really, <laughs> You know, it was really nice. You know, I get to have these all these uh, conversations. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was it was a lot of fun to do that. But anyway, yeah. And then kind of from there, I kind of stopped though. Like I, yeah. I quit acting for a while. I got married, and uh, just really felt like I was supposed to do something else. And I kind of felt like a call to to do something meaningful because I think a lot of times we kind of get caught up in the 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 world out here, and right. we kind of think actors think they're changing the world are like they're doing the real heavy lifting for the rest of the culture you know and and it's just not true like they're just actors man i mean like you know right, like they're pretending right. they're pretending everyone's a human um yeah right and you There's went into heroes. you went into ministry work right i did and yeah so did, I went did you feel fulfilled after you you went through that yeah it's weird because i i mean to talk about it in uh spiritual terms or whatever it's, it's really interesting because i had a I had this moment where I was like, I felt like everything I was doing was pretty vacuous, pretty self-centered. And I just felt like it was time for me to do something meaningful. Like I, and, and I felt like, felt like God was telling me to go back and, and I grew up in the church. And, yeah. And so I felt like God was kind of telling me, he's like, you got to go serve. You got to go make your life about something other than you. And you got to serve people and you got to do whatever you can to, to help people. So I was like, all right. Um, so I was, I did that and I decided to, I felt like he was telling me to quit acting. And so I did and I was hard and, and I, but immediately, like it was within like a month, you know, my friend Jared was like, Hey, come be part of bounty. And, um, so I was like, I went back to him. I went to back to God and I was like, Hey, is it all right if I do this? Cause I, I know we had this thing. <laughs> and so, so yeah, I felt like he said it was all right. So I went and I did it and, and then ever, ever since then, it's been just kind of, whatever's come up like i i don't really pursue it i don't hit the pavement really hard like i'm not really push push pushing i'm just kind of like all right whatever you want god like i'll do it i'll do yeah. that if you want me to do this if you don't want me to do it let me know and there have been parts too where 
I booked parts with big actors and big movies where I felt like God was like, don't. Yeah. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm going to burn bridges if I say no to this. And he's like, say no. So I was like, all right. So I told them, I told my casting director, I called the casting director and my agent. I'm like, look, I can't do this. I felt like this is going to sound really crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I feel like God told me not to do it. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, Oh, you know, and they don't understand and they get mad and yeah. And, uh, and so I'm just like, all right, well, you know, but you gotta go with so, your, you gotta go with your feelings about things. You know, yeah, there's, there's, totally. there's a reason people do things. And, and I think there is a nice little story about that, that we'll get to coming up about, you know, about things just falling in place. Uh, yeah. You know, I talked about it beforehand and we'll definitely, definitely yeah. get to that. And you did a bunch yeah. and you did a bunch of, uh, um, spiritual books as well as audiobook reader how do you you know since we're on the topic how do you choose yeah. obviously because you know people have different views and different thoughts on things how do you choose which sure. books to do and which ones don't do you come across one where you're halfway through and you're like oh you know i don't really agree with this do you just yeah. go on with it how, how do you deal with stuff like that when it's you know when it's stuff like that early on i made some mistakes so so i did a book early on when I was first, it was like the first book I booked actually uh, was this horror book. And I thought it was just going to be sort of a, it was about this Episcopalian minister that was going through a crisis. And I thought it was going to be sort of like an exorcism of Emily Rose kind of thing. Okay. And, um, and I was, you know, I'm okay with that, you know, like uh, that lines up with my worldview. And so I was like, all right, yeah. And so I got into it and I was, I was almost done. It was in the last chapter. I wrote the author. I was like, look, dude, I was like, cause it was, really blasphemous like at the end so i had already recorded all the book and spent all the hours doing it and i finally i called up the author i was like look dude like i try to live my life to kind of honor jesus and i was like this is really really it's harsh dude like this is yeah, like was hard for not you. not honoring him and and i was like so i can't i can't do it and i was like i i appreciate your writing you're a great writer and um all this stuff so anyway we had we had a cordial a breakup, I guess is what it was. Yeah. So we went through the process of, of like terminating our contract. So that's happened. And then I think with, with other books, you know, it, it, you just have to sort of be either educated on the author or it, you have to do a lot of research before you make decisions. Like, cause a lot of time, you know, and I know I, my heroes for audiobooks are like Scott Brick and I've heard him talk about this. I love Scott Brick. He does all the, all the books I like, you know, he does all the like Pendergast novels, like I love like yeah. all the you know, Douglas Preston and Lincoln child. Like those guys are awesome. He does all those. He did uh, Eric. What is his name? Eric Erickson or Eric Johnson. The guy that wrote um, devil in the white city. You know who I'm talking about? I don't. That was an amazing book, by the way, if you guys haven't read it or listened to it, it's just insane. It's a true story. And uh, it's about this serial killer that killed like two or 300 women in Chicago in the 1890s. And um, just crazy, crazy. Um, but anyway, Scott Brick does that. And he, he has to make decisions too. And obviously I think he and I would differ maybe in yeah. our views, but he's like, I, he's like, I just can't do things I disagree with politically. He's like, but I'll do pretty much everything else. And I, okay. I have standards too. Like my stuff is I, I can't do things. I, you know what? My standard is kind of the same for acting. Like I can't do sexuality. Um, I have a wife, I have kids, I have, I have ministry. I have a lot of things going on. Yeah. Uh, cussing doesn't seem to bother me a whole lot, I, I think, but kind of blasphemy, sexuality, those things, those yeah. things bother. Me. Okay. And so, yeah, so those are my standards and I, and I'll ask authors, I'll be like, Hey, uh, you know, what's the sexual content in this? Like how, how descriptive do you get? Right. And, um, they'll send me the scenes, which is always awkward. <laughs> but like, <laughs> no, but, uh, but we have, you know, and, and sometimes I've been cool with it and other times I've been like, you know, I thank you. I can't do this. Um, and so, I don't know. It, it it it's not great for my career, but it's good right. for my soul, probably. Right. Now. Well, that's and the I thing. think for, for people yeah. listening, like they don't. I don't think a lot of people understand that there are a lot of decisions that have to be made when you're doing work like this. Because uh, yeah. again, you know, obviously politics, religion, anything like that. You know, yeah. there can be things that you do or don't agree with that you might not want to talk. Or yeah, like swearing. Like yeah, I tend to I. I Unless I'm around a bunch of people who swear, I generally don't swear a lot. Yeah. Uh, and when I do, my, my theory has always been like, if you swear, it should be for a reason. It shouldn't just be throwing F-bombs left and right for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, you know, but if 
you know, somebody robs you for $10 million, then you might want to drop an F-bomb. I, I understand. Yeah. So there's a so, but time. people don't realize <laughs> that, you know, you, yeah. sometimes you're asked to do things that you might not agree with and then you have to say no. Yeah. So I, I totally get that. Yeah. Um, I so mean, it's interesting. Something you did say yes to though, was reading audiobooks in general and, and doing it. Did yeah. you, did you do, did you do any narration from TV or movies or anything like that that kind yeah. of broke you into doing audiobooks? And you're like, oh, this is, I think I like this a little bit better doing the, the voice acting yeah. more. And so that's a great question. I, I did do, so I did a lot of voiceovers for TV and movies uh, over the years. And uh, about three years ago, I got this, I got the narration. Uh, I was the narrator in a movie called The Birth of the Dragon which was, um, it was a Bruce Lee biopic. Okay. That was, that was from um, Steve, Steve McQueen's perspective. Okay. And so it's a really, I mean, it's an interesting concept. Uh, I don't think the execution was super great, unfortunately, but I, I do think it was a good, it was a fun movie to watch. There's a lot of good Kung Fu in it. If you guys get a chance to see it, it's great because it's Steve McQueen. It's like the story of Steve McQueen going to San Francisco before either Bruce Lee or Steve McQueen were famous and Bruce Lee was teaching Wang Chung in, 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 uh, in San Francisco and Steve McQueen gets taught by him. He actually became a student. Oh, wow. And, uh, it's a true story kind of, I mean, like it's definitely, they, they played, they had, they took some liberties for sure. But anyway, so all this to say they couldn't figure out a good edit that made sense in the movie. And so they were like, maybe we need a narrator. So they, had me come in and I was the, so I was Steve McQueen's voice. Uh, the guy that played Steve McQueen is Billy mm, something. He's in a lot of things. So if you ever get a chance, I can't remember his last name, but he's in everything. And, um, and so I, I can do a pretty good impersonation. And so I, I ended up being Steve McQueen's kind of voiceover okay. and throughout the whole thing. And I, I was there for like 15 days. Like it was insane. They kept rewriting it. They kept bringing me in, rewriting it. So they, I mean, it was a good, good paycheck for me. Um, because then you get residuals on top of all that, yeah. uh, the money that you make initially and SAG minimum wage is, is good. It's like, it's, I mean, it's like if you're there for a day or if you're there for two minutes, it's still, it's still like, I think it's still like a thousand dollars a day or nice. something now. And so, um, anyway, all this to say, I kind of realized how much narration was just like kind of a normal thing, natural thing. And then I had a friend that asked me to cast a movie uh that val kilmer was in because it was you know about i mean everyone knows now you couldn't talk about it before but everyone knows now that he had throat cancer and yeah. all stuff and so at the time he didn't talk about what he had and he still couldn't talk he still he didn't have his voice box back and so they had to replace all of his lines he didn't have the control of his lower lip like all these things and so they were looking for somebody to replace val kilmer and i i do a pretty good val kilmer from back in the day so i did i auditioned but then they're like can you just help us find someone. So I scoured the globe looking for someone and I cast the rest of the voiceover people. Okay. And that's what I was, and then that guy, I know this is a long story. I'm so sorry. The guy that, that brought that's me okay. in that to do that, the sound, the, the, uh, the sound, um, designer, the sound guy that was over everything. He was a friend of mine. And so he's like, Hey, I got a friend who needs a narrator for a book. Would you be willing to audition? I was like, yeah. So I auditioned and booked that one and realized the process. And it was like, I can do this. Like, I, this is just like podcasting. Like, it's really easy. And so I was like recording on Logic, editing. I did everything at first, and uh, which took which takes a long time. If you yeah. if you're just recording, editing, mastering, all that stuff took me forever. But I was still just like, oh, this is I can totally do this. And if I can do this at home, this would be so sick. And so I started reading in a closet or reading, you know, at my desk, and. It just sort of like built and built and built and built. Uh, so I had about 10 or 15 books under my belt and I, and I built a studio here on my property. I have about half an acre out here. And so I built a studio in a, in a woodshed. And um, so I used that and then it kind of took off from there. I have a friend who is, who is in Kenya actually that edits for me. And um, he actually runs my website too, but he, uh, his name's, his name's Evans Wonder Keys, <laughs> and he's he edits and masters for me now. Nice. And he and we met. I was out in Kenya about two years ago, and we met out there. And, and then he came and visited me, and then I had another Kenyan friend come stay at our house. And, and I was like, dude, I was like, you could totally do this. 
um, you need to do this. So he, so he's doing that and I'm trying to get him more work because he's so good, but, um, anyway, but he's, he's editing for me and I pay him to do that. And, and then, uh, then that's how it kind of has become this thing. I had a guy mastering for me in Colombia, So it just sort of grew from there. It's like this yeah. kind of business sort of just kept growing. How do you get um, to, when you, when you're having a character, um, yeah. How do you interpret, you know, when you're reading a book, interpreting the tiny nuances of a character or when you're covering certain roles or when you're switching roles, yeah. um, how do you, how do you pick those apart to know exactly what they are? And then of course, to be able to go back and do them in like another book down, you know, a year later, chapter yeah. later. Yeah. It's hard to remember. I think sometimes some books are easier. Some books are harder. Uh, I had a book last year that had like 30 different accents, 40 different accents. We're down like Israeli and Kiwi and like South African and all these like Russian, obviously like the normal ones. I always consider like the mainland Europe, like sort of normal, yeah. like Russian, Eastern Europe, like, you know, Irish, Scottish, all the British versions and yeah. York, all that stuff. I always kind of consider them normal. But if you're going to South Africa and you're doing like, <laughs> like everything else, Kiwi, like that stuff's hard, man. So anyway, I couldn't remember. So I had to like, I had to do little sound clips of the voices that I did. And okay. then it would be like, oh, this guy, I got to go back up, listen to it, go back and read it. Sometimes I can remember it. I can just keep it in my head, but sometimes I can't. So, um, but yeah, and I think the nuances of character, it's weird because in the audio, in the audiobook world, you don't really have a lot of time to do a lot of research on the character. So you kind of have to make quick decisions. And so you have a new character that enters in, they give a physical description and so what I do oftentimes is I cast it with someone that I like or know and then I kind of take on that person's ethos like I'll just be like you know it describes an older gentleman that's tall and he's lanky and he's got a halting character then I'll just be like yeah maybe he's like Chris Walken you know or like you know yeah. like so, so I'll put cast I'll, I'll just immediately kind of based on their physicality I'll just kind of create someone in my mind and that sort of uh, keeps it in my mind. I can actually remember that a lot easier than just trying to remember a voice. So I have a picture of a person. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that kind of, ever... you have to make quick decisions emotionally too. It's like, you don't realize, especially when, I, especially when authors don't tell you like, you know, he said with, you know, while he was choking with laughter, you know what I mean? Like a lot yeah. of times they'll say that stuff afterwards. So you have to go back and re-record it or you realize like, oh my gosh, like I got to put more into this. So do you read the books ahead of time? Like, do you sit there and read through the so, book and then go back and record? Or are you like, here it is, maybe read a chapter and then do the chapter? Yeah, it depends, man. If it's a tough one, I'll do it. I just finished a 20 hour long, like high fantasy novel. And in Scottish, the entire narration was in a Scottish accent. And it took me so freaking long. And I wish I, I wish I would have read it first even because it was so hard. Cause I was making so many mistakes. The problem is I can read through something and then come back two weeks later. And because I read it once it, it flows like way, way better. Um, and so sometimes when I need to get that done, I'll, I'll read it and I'll just be like, okay. But most of the time what I do is I rely on my editor. <laughs> so old Evans, man, like he has okay. his work cut out for him. That's so if I make know. a mistake, I'm like, I just do that. I just, I mean, just did it on the waveform. I'm sure for you. <laughs> but like that's i'll just do that so you'll know like like right there it's like you can look at it. oh there's a mistake so you cut to that you know, sliced it make sure the manuscript pull it over yeah so i i try to make it easy for him but yeah it's hard man no you matter got, what you do you got to do a character um and and i, I might be jumping around here a little bit in the timeline yeah, that's so right. we're not we're not going straight in the timeline but you got to do uh a, a character from a very prevalent series uh, known as the Dresden Files, you got to do yeah. a story from the point of view of Johnny Marcone. How the heck was that? Was Were you a fan of the Dresden Files before you got to that? I've always been a fan of the Dresden Files. In fact, I think that's that was my favorite book series for a lot of years. And so Butcher's always been, a, I've been a huge fan of Jim Butcher, especially especially Dresden. I think uh, some of the other ones were, were pretty good, but they weren't, they weren't my cup of tea. I really like Dresden and so <clears throat> getting to do that was just nuts like and the reason why I went after that anthology I I, I tried I auditioned for that anthology because I was looking for butcher yeah initially I was like I really wanted urban fantasy like that's 
and and I got in with a guy named Joe Nassis. Uh, that was my first guy to cast me was Joe Nassis, and he had the the heretic in the Knights Templar, and he had been he had uh, he had compiled an anthology with Jim Butcher in it. And so then I went after, I went after, I was like, Hey bro, can you hook me up with Jim butcher? And he's like, Oh, I don't know. He's like, I got this, I got that. But he cast me for his whole series. And then I ended up going back and I love James Marsden too. Mm-hmm. So who did the narration yeah. for all the butcher stuff. Did you, you listen know, to Spike. that when, when you were doing Johnny yeah. Marcon, did you listen to that and try and keep it based off of him? No. Or did you try to do it your own? No, nah, I just did it my own because okay. I know what he does is a lot more straightforward. And I, I think if I were to do it again, I wouldn't just I wouldn't go with the Chicago as much. I actually went hardcore Chicago. Okay. And um, yeah, so it was just kind of like this, like the entire time. Okay. And so Johnny Marconi, you know, and and Marconi, he doesn't actually go by Marconi. Yeah. He goes by Marcon. And so like anyway, so I had to switch that out, and so I kind of made it like this Chicago gangster kind of thing. And I I think if I were to redo it, I would have just made it a little bit more gruff and dark, yeah. and you know. Yeah, but um, but it is good on the resume, man. I can, the fact that I can say I've done a Jim Butcher book has gotten me into a lot of other doors, I think. Yeah. And so, yeah. Or at least a short story by Jim Butcher. <laughs> hey, yeah. same thing. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's but, not like it's a small side character. It's a it's a main character from the series, too. In well, in a lot book, of it. So totally. And all the characters in that story were all main characters. Right. And so it was it was guard the the Mm -hmm. uh the valkyrie uh it was hendrix uh who you know is his guy who's always in the books uh who else was in it um oh and uh oh gosh i'm gonna what's her name uh the girl that plays that that's um um harry dresden's brother's girlfriend uh tom rates or uh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah, the rates girlfriend what's her name it's uh Oh, ah. I don't remember. Julie? Ju- 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 no. Nope. Ju- <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. Either. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Though. You know who I'm talking about. Though. Yes, I know who you're talking so about. She was in it, and she they make reference to, to Harry. They make reference. So, I mean, for me, it was sort of a dream come true. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I get to do this. And so I just did a royalty share on Justine. That. Justine. Justine. That's right. Yeah, Justine, man. I thank know. you to our live viewers on chat. Hey, thank you guys. Yes. So I mean, yeah, but yeah, Butcher is awesome, and there's no way I'm ever gonna get to read a Jim Butcher novel because, or there are not just that Dresden because James Marsden has right. it locked down, and so and he's Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slave, right? right. You can't mess around with that right. guy, <laughs> dude. I was a huge fan of his long before he did that too. So that that's the other thing, like. I'm, I'm a fanboy of all these guys. And so getting a chance to work with any of them is like super cool. Yeah. One and, of your, one of your top, you know, one of the top selling audiobooks out there that I think you have is the uh, Alexander King series. Yeah. Tell us yeah, a little that bit about cool. that series. So Bradley Wright is, uh, is a really prolific author. He, Cause that's like a military, that's like a, 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 a Thomas Clancy type theme yeah. going with it. It is. It's kind of an international spy thriller. And I don't know how I've gotten a couple of those now where I don't know why my voice sounds like a young international spy thriller, but I guess it does. There you go. Because like generally those and I was talking to Bradley about this, too, because generally what who they would cast for those are these old men. And so that's kind of the traditional thing. If you look back over Robert Ludlum or those are, you know, like they're all like old men. Like, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like an old man, grizzled, you know, been around for years. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted somebody that sounded fresher, but still kind of had that, that quality of like, you know, the tough quality or whatever. Right. And so like, that's kind of what, that's kind of where Bradley Wright found me. I think he found me either through Jonas Cease or through Justin Leslie too. And I'm not, I'm not sure. I think um, he had, he had listened to me through something else and offered me the series without me auditioning. And so he, yeah, he tracked me down, which was so awesome. And then from that, it ended up either that or I, so I I may be getting these stories mixed up (laughs) because the, um, the wake series, the Jason wake series is very similar Yeah, and they're awesome books as well. And so his name is Matthew reef and he found me through Bradley Wright. Okay. And so I think Bradley Wright found me through either Justin or Joe and then, and then wake Matthew found me through Bradley. So yeah. 
anyway, so it's it's been sort of a thing that's sort of building on itself and well, and being able to get, a, get being able to get jobs based on recommendations alone from other authors has got to feel great. Oh, it's so awesome. And and the way these guys are, they're so prolific that they can pay too. So these guys are making money doing what they do. And and that's that's the I think that's the difference. So I've worked for a lot of authors that are kind of first timers that are like, I'm just trying to get this out there. I'm trying to get a good, you know, or I, I don't have the budget right now, but can we do a royalty share? And, I, and sometimes if it's good enough work, I'm like, yes, but I kind of have, I've kind of backed off on the royalty share thing because it's never, it's like gambling a little bit. Yeah. And so you never know if you're going to, all that work's going to pay off. And, and I just don't have the time to really put into something that may not be a sure thing right right now. And so, um, but yeah, it's interesting. Cause like, you know, there's that whole thing. It's like, what's the standard rate? Like all those things, what are we trying to get to? Is there, an, is there an actual standard rate for mm -hmm. narrators? Yeah. So anyway, so like making decisions financially, it's, it's so great to have these series because these guys are like, they have a standard rate for me and they just, I know there's a book coming every month or something like that. So I just kind of have them lined up from these series. And I just got the back novels for the Alexander King series too. So I did all the, I'll, I did the Zan, so now he's giving me the Xander Kings, which are all the prequels. Okay. And so I'm doing all those uh, next. So that's, I have them on the docket. I just finished one today, not his book, but another one, the forgotten, the high, high fantasy one. And then I'll start with Bradley Wright, I think tomorrow or the next day. So how do you tap into those characters? You know, when you, when you're getting in yeah. there, gotta, cause you, you, know, get, you know, how do you drop in? I guess this is the term that. <laughs> Yeah, like how do you end up, I mean, the narration, <clears throat> and this may be just like a trade secret or like a total like cheat that I do, but when I read when I read for that kind of stuff, the, my favorite narration ever on a TV show was Narcos. Okay. Did you ever see that? I've seen <clears throat> a couple episodes. So that wasn't huge. That wasn't like my, my cup of tea type of, type of show yeah. when I watch TV. <laughs> totally. Well... It may, but the, the crazy thing is, is that that guy, is it Charlie Hinman? I'm not sure if it is. He's got such a cool voice that like, I was just always drawn into his, his, uh, his voiceover, his narration, because he was always narrating. Okay. And not very many shows can, can really get, I mean, narration is such like a, I mean, it, it's a hit or miss thing. Sometimes it's necessary. Most of the time it's not. And so anyway, when you get a good one, it's awesome. So anyway, I, I kind of based it on him. And I was like, that's the freaking coolest voice I've ever heard. I'm going to do that. <laughs> so, so, um, so I just started kind of like trying to sound like that and it's a younger sound, but it's also aggressive and it's kind of like, you know, world weary and all that kind of stuff. I did a couple of military memoirs and that's, that's how I got those two. It's just kind of like, you sound like you're like already over it. Like you already saw everything. You're not sure how it's going next. You know, it sounds like Andrew Lincoln or something from, from walking dead you know without the super southern accent but right. yeah but that's that's kind of yeah there's just a little bit of world you know world weariness in there um yeah how do you when you're putting together voices is there yeah. ever a time where you're like i'm just gonna use my normal voice yeah and how do you choose who gets your normal voice and who gets accents yeah, yeah that's a great question well generally the main characters I, if it's a main character, I kind of like, I give him my voice. Like, cause, uh, cause a lot of times <clears throat> I put myself in there just because it's easier for me to react like to, to different stimuli as the book changes, as stories, plot changes. But then with other characters, you know, I just kind of base it on what they want. A lot of times the authors will tell me like, this guy's British, this guy's from Iceland, this guy's from this place. Um, or, you know, whatever, this guy's, you know, gruff, he's got a low voice, you know, like we want it to be like that. Um, so I just kind of base it on whatever they, they tell me to do. And if they don't tell me to do something, I just get creative and just kind of throw something in there, you know, that's appropriate for the time. If they don't specify like this guy's from New Zealand or something, then a lot of times I just like do a normal American accent or I do a Southern or something that's just a little bit different, little different timbre, a little bit different pitch, you know, like that kind of stuff, just kind of manipulate it a little bit just to make it a little different, you know, quicker reaction time, that kind of stuff, you know, that kind of makes a different uh, character. So, I mean, a lot of ways it is just like acting because every character you do is the energy is just slightly different. Yeah. And so, 
you kind of just have to constantly be making these choices where it's like you're creating an entire character in about two seconds. And, you know, like, it's just like, do this. So in a lot of ways, it's like improv where you're just building something immediately. Like it, you have to base it on some picture in your mind. And, um, and so somebody enters your world, your, your audiobook world, and all of a sudden they're there and you have to give them life, you know? And so it is challenging but it's a lot of fun too like i think it's part of what makes it a lot of fun you know yeah. so a lot of people yeah. that are you know in our live stream and that are listening to the podcast i know a lot of people are here through something we've already hinted on the sinking man series which is a yeah. newer series by justin leslie uh justin yeah. is in our live stream at last i saw chatting oh cool um and I, and I really, I'm really curious that I probably shouldn't have told you that, that now that I'm about to ask you this, but uh, <laughs> he was on here not long ago and he told an excellent story about how you ended up getting the role as narrator in his, his book. And this, uh, this kind of goes back to what I mentioned earlier that we'll come back to this about kind of things paying off in the long run and, and, you know, just going with a hunch. <laughs> And so yeah. tell us your side of the story about how you got in. Uh, and for those that don't know, Justin Leslie is the author of the Max Abaddon series, um, right. which is uh, <clears throat> narrated by the well-known Luke Daniels. Luke Daniels. Yeah. Yep. So tell us how you, how you got in, into the sinking man series. Well, <laughs> I, it's so funny. I, I really want to know Justin's perspective because I feel like I was, I was like a, I was so dogged after him because I saw the Max Abaddon, Max, Max Abaddon, Max, Max Abaddon, uh, however you say it. But he, I, I saw that series come up and I was immediately drawn in and I was like, that's what I'm looking for. Because I, it was like, it came up and like seconds later, I ran out into my studio and I was like, I recorded the audition. And, um, and so, and it's exactly what I, it's the exact kind of thing that I want to do. It's urban fantasy. Right. It's, you know, in the vein of Jim Butcher, like this guy looks like he has it together. This cover is really professional looking, right. you know, everything about it was so perfect. And I was like, so I just went after him like crazy. So I, I sent it off and then I sent off another take and then I sent off <laughs> another take. I sent like three or four takes and I, and it was like, you know, they allow you to send a bunch of different auditions. So I just kept doing it. I was like, here's <laughs> another take, Justin. Here's a different kind, different, different approach. <laughs> and so like, it was so funny because, I was like, I'm going to annoy the crap out of this guy. Oh my goodness. I hope he doesn't hate me, but I'm going to send another one, you know? So I just wanted it that bad. And so anyway, um, and then a few days passed and he actually got back to me really quick. Uh, he was like, Hey man, thanks so much. This is great. I'm so glad you're so passionate about it. You know, like, Oh, he's probably just being kind. Like, it's like, geez, dude, you know, back off. Um, but then a few days later, I followed up. I'm like, hey, just want to let you, I just want to see if there's anything else I can do. Um, <laughs> you know, like, is there, can I take another one? I, I could do something else. I can, I could be anything you want. You know, <laughs> so, so anyway, he uh, eventually about two weeks later, he was like, look, dude, he's like, you are my first choice if I don't get this other guy. And uh, somebody that's really well known and has, has reached out. And I think it was actually within the day. I think Luke Daniels reached out to him too. Uh, because it came up and Luke, that's right down Luke's. I mean, if you listen to Kevin Hearn stuff or any yeah. of the, the Iron Drew, yeah, I mean, he is so good. And like, he, he's really like one of my heroes anyway. Me too. I love his voice. <laughs> I love his voice. He's so good. And so I was just kind of, and all of his accents, like he narrates in accents. That's one of the things I like about it because I do that too. He does it better than me. Uh, but he, uh, anyway, so all that to say, Justin got back to me. He was very kind. And he just said, um, look, I think Luke Daniels wants to do this. So uh, I'm sorry, uh, I'm going to go with Luke. And I was like, look, no problem. Thank you so much. You know, like, I was like, look, if you have anything in the future, you know, I will, I would love to work with you. You seem like a super cool guy. So anyway, a couple months later, Justin came up and oh, he wrote me and he's like, hey, he's like, I, uh, I, I wrote this series for you uh, with you in mind. He's like, it's the Sinking Man series. And he told me about it. And I was like, that is right up my alley, dude. Like, I was like, I love that stuff. And reminds me of Walking Dead. Reminds me of all the stuff that I actually was really passionate about before. If you guys don't know, I had a podcast about The Walking Dead. And I've always loved zombies, loved that genre. I always wanted, I actually auditioned for Fear of the Walking Dead, which I didn't get. Uh, and so um, all that to say, like, yeah, it just kind of was like an amazing thing that Justin actually remembered me. 
um, months later and was just very, very kind. You don't see that very often, which is so cool. Like, I think as an actor, you get so much rejection. Right. You don't expect people to to come back after you or to to actually follow through. And, and you know, he meant it when he said it. He's like, yeah, if I have anything, I'll I'll hit you up. And so he meant that, which to me just is he's a prince of a guy for doing that. Like, I'm so I'm like totally grateful to him. Uh, for the pos for the opportunity to do it but the it turned out to be my favorite series to read like it's like one of my favorite because I, I I just love it I love the character I love the setting I love everything about it so um, yeah and for anyway. those that don't know obviously it's a it's a post-apocalyptic type yeah type world it's kind of written in the format of um you know if it got picked up as a tv series which is you know even more so down your you know up your alley yeah. for the whole walking dead yeah. thing uh but yep. it's 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 but it's different. It's got enough different nuances that it's not anything that's really, it hasn't really been done before the way that it's written and the way that the characters yeah. are perceived. And even the main character isn't like you're, you know, the gruff guy that's been through it all to start. He's, yeah. he's in, he's an actor who's he's just, just kind of yeah. was hiding away <laughs> in his own little corner. Um, yep. He's oh. making it up as he goes, which I, I really like. I think it's a great, it's a great series, man. What a cool motive. I love that. character. <laughs> yeah. He's such a cool character. I was like, you know, and I'm always like in that show, I'm always like in that book series, I'm always casting myself. I'm I, like, was, I probably couldn't, they probably want somebody famous for this, but I could probably play this guy. You know, like, you know? I was going to ask you if there was, if there was a role besides the main character that is yeah. in that series and they, they, you know, say it gets signed by Netflix or HBO or something, which, yeah. which one, if they're like, Hey, you know, we've, we've got a handful of characters. Who, who do you want to play? Yeah, that's a good question. I would actually, I just want to be part of the ensemble, dude. Like whatever, whoever survives is who I want. I, I don't care who it is. <laughs> yeah, so whoever survives for a long time. There's, so I can there's be no on one that you just really want to sink your teeth to, into on screen? Yeah, that's right. I think, uh, let's see. You know, there's, you know, there's people that come in and out. I, I would like to play any one of them, dude. So I'm in for whatever. <laughs> I know that sounds that's a cheap way to answer. Yeah. <laughs> but I would we'll love we'll that. see you later. I'm sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, the Sinky Man is so cool, man. And I, I'm really blessed, man, to be able to do it. So well, that is actually how I found out about you was through the oh, Sinking yeah. Man series. Cause I I also, you know, listen to Max Abaddon and yeah. uh I was like, oh, he's got this other series by this other narrator. Well, I'll give it a shot. And I was like, wow, this guy's really awesome. And then, of course, we had Justin on the podcast and uh, I chatted with him. I was like, how the hell did you get these guys? Like, mm -hmm. these are, you know, these are some newer books. You're newer on the market. How, how the heck did you get these guys? And I think he is yeah. definitely blessed to have you and Luke. Like, uh, that's it's just yeah. been amazing. So I'm, I'm well, very getting, happy for him and I'm Luke, very happy for you. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, getting Luke is like huge. Like, I, you know that's like the exact right guy that you want because he's connected to everybody. So I think with, for Justin, like getting Luke was the exact right thing. It's so awesome that he was able to work with Luke. And the fact that I get to work with Justin is the same thing. I'm writing Justin's coattails, you know, like, so <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just grateful to be part of it. So anyway, well, um, you know what? You can put a feather in your hat. You're on this podcast yeah. before Luke Daniels. Hey, there you go. That's, but he will be yeah. here. He'll he'll be joining me February February seventh. So he he's he'll be on here as well down the road for those oh, of you who that's, are okay. Who are you know interested. So um, that is cool. That is really really cool. I'll be tuning in for that. I want to hear. If you had sure. a, if you had a dream book series that you wanted to do something that's not been narrated or maybe something that has other than like the dress. Yeah. we've talked about that. Is there a is there a dream book series you'd like to narrate? Well, sure. And I I think uh, anything by Jim Butcher would be great. But I I actually love the douglas preston lincoln child series and okay. they swap out narrators a lot and so um so i don't know if you know what those series the pendergast series yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah. It, yeah it's been mentioned they're a couple times i've heard it a couple times mentioned oh, i, I so personally good. don't know it but yeah you know, they're great books they're great books and if i could get in with them i would love to get in with them they're like my favorite um i mean all the stuff that luke daniels does all the stuff that scott brick does like i love all scott brick stuff um it's so funny uh so I, I like him a ton uh and then there's also the guys like simon vance like he always does great stuff like simon vance is wonderful and i do british i, I narrate british too and so i wouldn't mind doing um anything that 
that he does like so i'm kind of looking at what my narrator heroes do um like you know actually if, if it wasn't already narrated lord of the rings or narnia would be like yeah the thing i'd love to do um but they're already or the space trilogy by c.s lewis like that actually would be the best but i think that was narrated by simon vance or something so anyway well and sometimes so things I, get narrated by more than one person i mean there's a yeah that's true i think there's like four uh ten thousand leagues under the sea narrations yeah. out there so yeah that's right any a lot of charles dickens out there right, <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah so i know yeah so actually i love doing that i love doing the british uh british narration stuff um uh, anything theology like i love theology so so i like to study theology and, um i like especially classic and historical theology and so all that kind of stuff is great so i've gotten to, i've gotten to read like saint augustine and um, some other books by some other theologians too so I, I mean that kind of stuff always feeds my soul there's there's a lot of good stuff out there that i would love to read any of the big authors like i'd love to read them all nice. so i'm hungry for it man but getting to work with who i get to work with right now i'm, I'm just yeah. grateful yeah. yeah like i mean couldn't have imagined getting that chance so i'm really excited to be working with justin and jonas east and you know bradley wright matthew reef all those guys are just awesome and, you know, it's crazy because they're so prolific. They're just writing like crazy. They're just hammering these things out and they're doing a good job. So yeah. it makes you realize like how to do it as an author. It's so funny. You know, it's funny. I was going to say this too. Uh, I, I just recently went through all of my ratings, mm -hmm. which is so, I don't do that generally, but it was so crazy going through the there. You get a lot of good feedback. Like, you know, some the people are writing good things and I always appreciate it when people go through and they're like, Hey, Jared's doing great. <laughs> you know, like, cause you know, you read these, they don't realize that you're a human being that right. you probably go in there. And there's been one guy that's been trolling me on the Jonas E stuff. And he just like, every time he's like, this guy ruined this book. It's the worst narration I've ever heard. Um, you know? And so it's, it's so funny. Like, I just, I can't believe it. And or this, I can't believe it. I, you know, he just doesn't even speak English right. You know, like this, it's crazy. I don't know if you've ever had other people on here that have to deal with criticism, but it is crazy. It's yeah, crazy. I, I, I haven't <laughs> gone into that much and I'm sure everybody's had to deal, you know, but I think, I think a lot of people like they try to do a duck off, you know, a duck with water or just let it roll off their back. Yeah. Uh, because for every one person, every one critic, you're going to have a hundred fans that think you're right. doing a great job. And I think, Totally. And I think, and I'm the the viewers and listeners and our audience, I'm sure can agree that you're doing a great job and you keep knocking wow. it out of the park. So keep oh, up thanks. the good work. And I mean, people can only get better too. So yeah, I mean, look yeah. at where you're at and you've only got forward to go. So. Yes. You know, it's been a lot. It's been, it's about a year and a half, two years now that I've been doing it and it's just been going crazy. So, yeah. but I, I'll tell you, you're right. It's kind of like dealing with criticism is funny. You, you get on these ACX or like you get like audible narrators, Facebook page. And so people will share their like worst reviews on there. <laughs> and like, Hey, look at this one I got today. You know, <laughs> like this guy thinks I am the worst person that's ever existed and hopes I die. Wow. <laughs> like It's just crazy. People get so mad and it's cause they love these authors. They love these yeah. books and they don't, they don't hear your voice, you know? Right. And so they hear yeah, I, when I first started doing, I, I didn't do audiobooks for a long time. I read them physical, be, yeah. but it just it got, it got so difficult for me to be able to sit down and read a book, whether it's my attention span or I've got a million other things to do or things going on that it's like, yeah, I'm going to do the audiobook. So then I just, I started doing audiobooks that I hadn't read physically. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, I, I really want to listen to this on audiobook. And yeah, the voice didn't match, but I had to keep in mind that no one's no one's gonna match my the voice in no. my head that didn't come no. out right but <laughs> the voice is no, in my head true. but the but voice yes. in your head <laughs> yeah no i know it's true nothing matches that and i it's weird i and you try to be as close to whatever you feel like it is but it's it is right. funny like i it's just funny that people have such passion for these for the the way things sound and, and the majority of stuff you get the majority of feedback is good and he just kind of got to let the ones. One of my friends was an actor and he talked with Arnold Schwarzenegger one time. And he, Arnold never reads any bad reviews, like never even thinks about that kind of stuff. And I'm not sure about that. I actually think it's kind of funny to read your bad reviews. 
Right. But, um, but yeah, you know, you just kind of keep going forward and keep doing your work. And as long as, as long as gosh, you know, is that getting loud? Can you hear? Uh, I can hear. Yeah. I can on? hear all the people in the background. That's oh okay. my it's not, goodness. It's not super bad. It's, it's not droning you out and that's all that matters. I think, I think the kids are like running around in circles screaming outside. I'm not sure what's going on. We have, I, so I have, my son is in a band and mm -hmm. so he's 13, he's got a band and, and they're all over here like practicing. So you, there was practicing going on. Now they're running around. like <laughs> so they're kids, and That's what kids on. do. Yeah. I have four boys. And so it's like, it's always crazy around here. Well, I'm surprised but, that uh, they haven't knocked the entire building you're in over yet at this point. No, you're right. No, it's, <laughs> I'm surprised too. <laughs> do you have any upcoming upcoming projects coming up that you want to share or talk about? Yeah, so I'm actually um, I'm doing uh, I'm doing a movie in December called Nefarious. Okay. So um, which is really really cool. I'm excited about it. I did a movie a couple of years ago called Unplanned, and the same production company, production crew, and that was another situation where the director remembered me, and he told me he's like, I really want to work with you again. I had one scene in the movie. And he's like, I really want you to, I want to work with you again. And then he was like, he actually called me, which is so crazy. It never happens in Hollywood. So it was so cool. He called me up. He's like, we wrote a part for you in this movie. And so that's, I know it's not audiobooks, but it's, it's, I'm excited about it. I'm going to get to go to Oklahoma city and it's based on a book and it's really, really cool. It's a serial killer thing. And, uh, you know, I'll have a lot more lines in this one than I did the last one. Nice. So yeah, so that's going to be really cool, and I'm not a main character, but we'll see what happens, man. I get to actually interact with the main characters, so that's cool. Yeah. So like the, the famous actors, I get to interact with them. Um, anyway, so that's that's going to be rad. It's in a prison in <laughs> in Oklahoma. <laughs> wow. Yeah, a functional prison. So I've got that coming up. I got the three um, prequels to Bradley Wright's Alexander King coming out. Uh, like, so that's what I'm going to start recording. Uh, I have... Um, I have an, another urban fantasy series that I'm excited about called the witch hunter series by uh, K.S. Marsden, who is at the, that's actually a pretty good series, a really good series, uh, just did all three books at once and, uh, are going to be releasing those within the next couple of weeks, maybe about a month. Great. Um, so I'm very excited about those. Um, she's from Yorkshire, the whole thing's in a British accent. And I had to re-record the main, I had to re-record -re the best friend cause he's actually from Yorkshire so I was like doing a terrible Yorkshire accent and she's like, you got to fix this. So, so I had to go back through and re-record all, all of his lines, Jamie's lines. So anyway, that was a pain in the butt, but it was, it was, it's going to be worth it because she helped me out a ton. She's a great author and uh, written really well, urban fantasy right up my alley. Nice. Um, so I've got those, those, that series coming out. Uh, the new sinking man's I, I just talked to with Justin today. He sent me an email. He's going to start recording that, and we're going to do a compendium in December. Oh, wow. Uh, so I'm excited about that, too. So it's going to be one, two, three of Sinking Man, so in an omnibus. Great. And then we're going to release that probably in January. Uh, we'll see if it goes through quick or, or slow. It depends on Audible. Um, right. But uh, we're going to put those together in the next week or two and, uh, and then record the fourth book uh, starting in February. So at least I, I think that's when we're going to do it. Okay. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And then, yeah, the right stuff. And then Matthew Reef has another one. Um, yeah, so there's, there's a lot, there's a lot coming out, man. Excellent. Um, yeah. A lot of fun. You, a lot of work. Do you, do you do public appearances? Do you go to like conventions or anything like that? So I haven't yet, uh, but I would, and if, if there was an invite, I, I wouldn't mind going and hanging out and talking okay. to people. Cool. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. And yeah, you don't have a lot of social media presence, but your website is jarrettlamasterhome.com. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while you have a Twitter, you're not necessarily on there. Same with Facebook and stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah. if you guys want to find him, jarrettlamasterhome.com, you can get all of his stuff there. Yeah. He's got all of the, uh, all of the audiobooks and everything you can find there. Jarrett, thanks for joining us tonight. It's been yeah. a blast. Totally. We'll definitely have to have you back when you have, other stuff coming up and, and help you promote that and chat. Maybe we can get right. you and Justin on together at the same time oh, and uh, have you guys bounce, bounce ideas off of each other. Um, so thank, thank you very much for joining us. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Really, really grateful to be here. Thank you so much. This is such an honor. So thank you. Thank you. Right on next week, everybody. 
we are doing a bonus episode special announcement uh you're hearing it here for the first time we're doing a bonus episode out of our bi-weekly run Uh, i had promised ed greenwood that we would help promote his next kickstarter so ed greenwood and andrew velasquez velcacus Oh, gosh, he's got a long name. They're going to be joining us uh, to help promote their Kickstarter. So those, their Kickstarter is going to have graphic novels, RPG supplements, books, stories, all kinds of stuff. So uh, join us for that special bonus episode next week. December 13th, legendary comic book writer Chuck Dixon will be joining us. And December 27th, author, RPG designer, and award-winning miniature sculptor Robert Ann Charette will be joining us. So stick around and listen to all of our episodes there. Uh, for Jarrett and myself, thank you all for listening to Epic Realms. Well, there you are. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. And I do hope that you come back and join us again for Epic Realms. <laughs> <laughs>